Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Lickett McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Graham Lickett McLean. It is a football Friday, Mac, but we have had a busy week. If you missed our episode with Ashton Gelati from Louisville, Louisville, as they say, if you missed our episode with Tyler Brown from Clemson, go listen to those, Mac. We just, we're in a giving mood. It's the holiday spirit. We're putting out four episodes. We're just putting out episodes every day. We're just loaded up is is what we're doing. And uh, KG, the, the leaf blowers have followed me from Pittsburgh to my house. They love you. The, the, they t- love the you. timing of this is impeccable. Um, so, guys, I'm sorry if you hear this throughout the entire episode, uh, but you, you might. We're going to do our best to, uh, to to figure that out on the back end. Uh, but it is Football Friday, KG. We've got a lot of stuff happening. Got some great games, some picks at the end here that I don't, I don't feel great about Mm-mm. it. We'll see what happens. You and I need to rebound. We need to get on the other side of this thing uh, and, and make up some ground here to end the season. But before we jump into all these games, uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, guys. Listen, you're going to see a, a fun video that Kaki and I just did last night. Went to Ingles, got an awesome roast. Uh, it, it was so good. Got the veggies, all that deal, all right there at Ingles. Go check it out. Kind of you know, getting ready for next week because it's like the Super Bowl, KG. You're rolling. We got to roll with the, the cooking. Uh, and, and just kind of freshen up there. So check that out, but also go to Ingles for all your Thanksgiving needs. Before we jump into this, here's a quick message from our friends. At Ingles, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingles, all the ingredients for family. Okay, Mac, let's get to these games. You you talk about not feeling good about these picks. I haven't felt good about a pick since, I think, October 10th. I'm just going to throw that, get, that date out there. I don't even know. <laughs> but I'm going to pick these in real time. Most of the time I come into the week with my picks already settled. I think you do as well. I'm just going to pick them in real time. We're going to do it. Just roll. So, I like that. Yeah, just roll. Let's start with our big game breakdown. And we talked about this game a lot more on Wednesday if you want to check it out. Number 10, Louisville at Miami, noon on ABC. Mac, this line has flipped since you and I discussed this game back on Tuesday for Wednesday's episode. Now, as of Thursday, Miami's a one-point favorite. What's going on? I don't know. I hate Vegas. <laughs> I really do. And there's some other games that I just don't understand or know. And it, it makes me terrified. And it makes me think that we're about to have a go ACC weekend. And I don't like that, KG. I don't want that. When now, I look at this thing. game. that If that was going to happen, it would have happened last week against Virginia. I, I feel strongly about that. Because that would have been the most go ACC possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it, KG. I just really... None of it, nothing about this makes me think Miami can win. And because of yeah. that reason. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Kings. No, you're not. I'm picking no, the you're Kings. Not, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I don't know why. I don't know why. Listen, when I look at this matchup, kind of eerily similar uh, mm-hmm. because you've got a great running game. You've got a very good offensive line, talented defense. One team has just obviously put that in the right direction. The other has not. 
you know, it, it's a lack of consistency. Uh, turnovers can't capitalize when you get them. Turn it over too much from the Miami side. And I mean, these again, even from a talent perspective, very similar teams when, when I look at these guys and, and really how they play. Both want to run the ball. Uh, both want to have explosive plays in the passing game. So it, it's going to be funny, kind of like the Spider-Man meme, kind of looking at each other uh, <laughs> when, when they step on the field and, and kind of what each presents. Um, I am absolutely fascinated. I'm absolutely fascinated what Vegas knows, how they know. Tyler Van Dyke's going to be the starter. He's been in the media all week, having to do all these interviews. Uh, reporters asking him, so, so all these fans are talking about you, Tyler. What do you think? And uh, he's like, oh, really? Are they talking? What are they saying? <laughs> you know, and it's it's a brutal situation to be in for a young man. But that's what it is. That, that's the responsibility that comes with the quarterback position, especially the quarterback position at a place like Miami, KG. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, he's as talented as anybody in the country. Just got to put it all together mentally. Be on the same page with your coordinator. Do what's kind of asked of you to do there. And we'll see. On the Louisville side, so much at stake. Playoff, I still think. I I think if you win out, I think you've got a shot at that thing. And and being able to be right there with the selection committee, obviously other things have to happen. But you put yourself in a really nice spot to be fighting for that fourth spot, third spot, and and see what happens. So, KG, I just don't know. I, I don't know why I feel so bad about this game, but I do. Let me let me take a guess as to why Vegas has Miami favored here. I think, and what you're talking about with a quote-unquote go ACC moment, is I think Vegas is almost banking on this moment being too big for Louisville. And here's why. Louisville's never advanced to the ACC championship game. They did win the Big East and went to a, a big-time bowl, but they haven't won the ACC in recent years, is what I'm saying. Louisville's also never won a road game at Miami. They are 0-6-1 all-time so against Miami on history the matters. road. So mm. I think that's what Vegas is going with because the better yeah. team has been Louisville all season long. The other factor here is perhaps Vegas thinks Miami is going to be able to put it all together at home because mm. they have 17 turnovers in their last six games. Miami does. Now, some of those are also at home. But maybe it's just a law of averages. They think Miami's better than their record kind of thing. And yeah. one thing that my dear co-host that I used to do radio with used to always say, what makes more sense? So what makes more sense, a 10-1 and Louisville or a 9-2 and Louisville? Generally, <laughs> a 9-2 and Louisville. And what is Miami, 6-4? and four? Yep. What makes more sense? A 7-4 seven and seven four and Miami, 7-5. and five. So I see what Vegas is doing here. That being said, I'm not going to let Vegas ruin this for me. I think okay. Louisville's the better team. And I think that the moment. I do. I'm not saying I don't. I just don't think it happens. If the moment was too big for them, I feel like they would have lost to Notre Dame. And yeah, they did lose to Virginia, but they got that out of the way. So give me Louisville minus one. I'm taking them out. I I like it, and I hope I'm dead wrong. A lot of those young men on Louisville are from the Florida area, are from Florida. Yep. Probably didn't get recruited by Miami. Going to play inspired, going to be excited. And with all that said, I just – I hate it. I don't – I literally have no clue as to why. But I'm picking Miami. I am. You've, and you've it makes picked me Louisville sick. all year long too. You've been riding with the cards. So this is kind of sad. It's weird. It's weird. It's I'm just sad. trying to win. You know, at the end I of the day, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> all right. We shall see what happens there. Number 20, North Carolina at Clemson. 
Clemson's a six and a half point favorite, 330 on ESPN. This is a big game for North Carolina. Basically, if Louisville wins, they handle their business. If Louisville loses, North Carolina is still in the hunt. They would have to win out. And for this game, the Clemson secondary versus Drake May and these wide receivers is the is the matchup really I'm looking at because we've we've been praising this Clemson secondary the last two weeks. They're very young, gonna probably play and start a lot of freshmen because of injuries. Right. Can they hold up against this UNC offense? Yeah, and that's going to be the the interesting point, and and I think it's um, you know, a lot of the times what you see is is defensive backfields helping a defensive line, right? Like they're locking down, there's nowhere to go, so the quarterback's staring around, looking around, can't find his guys. Boom, a, a sack happens. What I think is going to happen here is that defensive line is going to speed up the process for Drake. It's going to get him off his target. It's going to make him move around, get outside of the pocket, try to make things happen. And then those guys are, are in position there. So I, I think that's going to be key. That defensive line has to be electric. They have to get penetration, get upfield, move Drake around or hit him uh, and, and get him down. But then when the ball's in the air, you have to compete because these weapons from UNC are elite. They are electric, speed, uh, durability, route running ability. I mean, the total package, tight ends, wide receivers, running backs. All three can do it. Uh, and, and a lot of different type of pieces you, you have a, a a very diverse you know kind of attack that they have here uh, that can present a lot of problems so I think the the biggest thing outside of competing is just going to be kind of formation recognition like knowing where these guys are because they line them up they motion them around you'll look out why there's a big tight end split out there and a little guy that's motioning around in the backfield you just have to know where everybody is if you're that Clemson defense and ultimately just attack and, and, and look out for that run game. Marion Hampton's the real deal. Uh, and I know these linebackers are, are going to have their work cut out for them, but uh, that's, a, I cannot, that this is the matchup I'm most excited to watch of the weekend. UNC offense, Clemson yeah. defense all day long. Fair to say, I think the best offense in the ACC versus the best defense in the ACC. I think yeah. that's fair at yeah. this point. You could argue maybe that Louisville defense. Before we continue with this game, I want to just read the tiebreaker situations because it's not as them. simple as just UNC <laughs> winning out. This is from our. Wait, we're not just flipping a coin. That's just not whoever uh, no. wins goes. No, because there's a lot here. This is from our guy Brian Ives, who is always on it over at ACC Network. So Louisville can advance to the ACC title if they beat Miami, or UNC loses to Clemson, or Virginia Tech loses and Georgia Tech wins. Okay. A lot Virginia of Tech. There. Yeah, they just need to win. Virginia Tech wins a three-way tie with Louisville and UNC due to record versus common opponents. What? Because if it's a three-way tie, you, it doesn't go to head-to-head. So if Virginia Tech wins out and UNC wins out and Louisville loses to Miami. That's You're telling how, me the Hokies can still yes, be in Charlotte. Yes. The dream how, is alive, Virginia Tech. That's how Let's the dream go. is alive. And they play NC State. What does that say? Give me that one. Okay. Give me that one one more time. So Virginia Tech wins a three-way tie between Louisville and UNC due to record versus common opponents. Okay. So, okay. So UNC has to lose. Louisville has to lose. Virginia Tech has to win. And it's a three-way tie this week. No, 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 no. Oh, Virginia oh, Tech me. wins out and UNC wins out and Louisville loses. Wait, if UNC wins out, that helps Virginia tied Tech. Yeah. With Virginia Tech? Because that way, that means what? Virginia Tech and UNC tie and Louisville. Oh. So they're all tied with two losses. And Virginia oh. Tech has the tiebreaker. Could you imagine? <laughs> UNC amazing. wins out. UNC wins out. And, and Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech goes. wins out. Yeah. 
Okay, and then here's the final part. What? UNC must have a two-way tie with Louisville in addition, so they need Virginia Tech to lose, in addition to some help at the bottom of the standings due to tiebreakers. There are numerous possibilities, but here is one for UNC. UNC wins out, and Miami wins out, and NC State loses out, and Georgia Tech loses to Syracuse, and Virginia Tech loses to Virginia, and Boston College loses to Miami, and no other team finishes four and four. That's how UNC gets to the ACC title, baby. What? <laughs> that w- because this UNC, is a two-loss team, and all of that has to happen. UNC needs a two-way tie with Louisville, and because they never played, it goes to common opponents, and so that's why it goes down to how these other teams play. All right. Well, tell me this: since you have all these answers, <laughs> uh, how does Clemson make it into the championship? <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. But I just wanted to get that out there. Let's get back wow. to the UNC game, though. Let's that get back is to the Clemson bonkers. Game. So oh there my, is a sorry, Heels, you're out. You're and out, Matt, I do no think shot. that is a factor. There is a shot. You're telling me there's a chance. There's a factor for UNC maybe to be a little more inspired in this Clemson game, especially if Louisville loses in the at noon maybe. because the game's at noon maybe. and then you play at 3.30. <laughs> so there's, you know, um, there's crazy things going on, Matt. Crazy sure. things. Uh, that's bizarre. That's bizarre. Um, a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack there. <laughs> Why don't we just talk about the Clemson side of this game? Okay. Oh, perfect. perfect let's let's perfect. go there, Matt, because I can tell that your brain is hurting, and honestly, so is mine. <laughs> That's a lot of math. The math ain't mathing. Um, <laughs> so when I look at uh, you know the Clemson Tigers, just to get back and and to see how you know they've been progressing, um, you know, offensively last couple of weeks, you know, not turning the ball over on the end zone. You know, there's still a couple you know turnovers lingering. Um, you know, but but protecting the football. I, I thought last week was their most complete game by far. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, offensive line looked great. You know, they they ran for 200-plus yards. Uh, Love the combination between Maffa and Shipley. Uh, you know, Maffa kind of being the, the bell cow, the the get-your-hands-dirty type guy, uh, and, and Ship, get him outside, get him in space, let him use that speed, his versatility. I hope we're not done, you know, seeing the final evolution of that. You know, I think yeah. that those two are, again, so special as a tandem and there's just there's ways you can use them both to fit their skill sets. You know, it, it, it's a lot like a quarterback. You call certain plays for one guy, you don't for for the other, based on what they can do. So, continuing to see that, Cade uh, Klubnik, it's so funny. KG, we'll probably honestly do a, a focused episode on quarterback play once this year's all said and done, mm. because if you are not comparing him to Trevor Lawrence, if you're not comparing him to Deshaun Watson. He's had a pretty good year, and actually, he's had a good year, not pretty good. Um, there, there's just some little things that you want him to see get better at. And again, Clemson has the the I don't want to call it negative, but they they have the great benefit of you know having these generational type guys back to back that now yeah. everyone for the next however many years is going to be compared to and looked at and say, well, why didn't he do this? Um, and so he's growing, and we're seeing him get better. We're seeing him get more confident. The throws that he was making. You know, in that game and, and the trust with his wide receivers. I mean, that, that throw to Tyler Brown, we heard it from Tyler himself. He's in the backfield kind of in a, a, a – it's not an orbit motion, but it's kind of a motion going back and forth. And he's just kind of running out, sees Cade, and he's like, hey, throw it. Throw that thing. Give me the ball. Uh, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. The throw to Brenny, I mean, threading the needle there between three or four defenders was, was crazy. Um, back shoulder ball to Brennan Armstrong. Uh, Brennan Armstrong. Whoa. To uh, – <laughs> 
why the heck am I thinking Brennan Look, Armstrong? I know the transfer the portal is crazy, but it's not that wow. crazy. <laughs> Whoa, that, that was weird. Uh, big CTE moment right there that you guys got to <laughs> see. Uh, and, and then kind of the shake route to the tight end there, uh, number five, Sapp. So, you know, you, you are seeing him grow and, and get better as a quarterback uh, and these wide receivers stepping up. To me, though, in this this matchup, KG, it's, again, all about the youth movement, seeing these young guys get their opportunity, offense and defense, and just step up. So so that's really what I'm excited to see from, from Clemson, uh, you know, on their side of the ball. I think it is also about the turnovers. I mean, we've seen in games in which Clemson doesn't win or at least lose the turnover margin terribly, but especially right. in games when they win the turnover margin, they win. Clemson's yeah. plus four in the turnover margin in the last two weeks. And adding on to that, Mac, they've scored touchdowns on six of their seven red zone attempts. Right. Well, when you don't fumble the ball on the one, things go a little differently for you. So (laughs) I I agree with all that you're saying, Mac. I think because this game's at home, it's going to be senior day. I mean, all the different things that go into the last home game. Maybe Will Shipley's last home game. I don't know. Just just a thought. And a last home game for some other guys. I The UNC fans are going to be like, okay, homers, whatever. But I really think Clemson has – Turned a corner, especially at home. They are very, yeah. very tough to beat at home. I, I heard Mac Brown talking about that this week. So I think Clemson does it. I'm going to take Clemson minus six and a half. But as I have this entire year, it's not like I have a lot of faith in Clemson covering that number. But I, I, I think I think they will. Yeah, and, and this is uh, – I'm in an interesting predicament, KG, because the mm. last two weeks I've picked against Clemson. And you they've have. won. So do I sacrifice my record for the betterment of the team? be a team guy. Mac, you said you just want to win. You want to be right. So go with what you think is going to happen. <laughs> well, I think Clemson's going to win. Okay. I think that the that front uh, on both sides of the ball is going to be tough. Um, again, not saying that UNC can't play inspired and have their best defensive game. It's just you got to show me. You know, similar to, to Clemson these last couple of weeks of what I've said, you got to prove it to me. And, and is Clemson going to try to exploit outside zone? Are they going to try to exploit getting and moving and, and – you know, just running the football, which they have the last three weeks. So I don't know why the the formula for success will change at all in this type of game. So we'll see. Drake May could go nuts, go for 500, six touchdowns, and just run out of, you know, Death Valley with a big dub. Um, I just think the Tigers, as you said, kind of turned it around a little bit. I think their defense really good. I mean, this is by far the best defense North Carolina has played. Um, and they're on a tear here. Duke Duke was the best. Now Clemson's yeah. the best. NC State will will be – I think they're maybe a little bit better statistically than Duke, but still the the, the toughest the opponents they've played these last three games for North Carolina. So, you know, a, a great test for them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I have the Tigers covering and, and get another dub here. Can that September defense show up again for UNC? And I think they were better against Duke because that game really wasn't played in the 40s. That was overtime. So something to keep in mind there. And then just a fun stat here, Mac. Drake May is on pace to join Deshaun Watson as the only ACC players with two seasons with 4,000-plus passing yards. So, so, good. so good. He's going to be the number one overall pick. I, I really believe that. And, I mean, th- this is great tape for him. You know, last yeah. time that he played Clemson, it wasn't great. You know, he, he threw two picks. Uh, completion percentage wasn't great. I think he threw like 50 times or close to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so more, more efficient, more accurate, uh, obviously cut down on the turnovers. And, man, you might lock it up, you know, with this performance this week. And, and of course – you know, going against NC State, all the NFL guys they have over there as well. So it's a great opportunity for Drake to uh, to solidify kind of what I've been thinking for a couple months here. 
Okay, Mac, the last game in our big game breakdown is NC State at Virginia Tech. There's Brennan. There's Brennan Armstrong. I knew he was coming somewhere. (laughs) Virginia Tech's a three-point favorite. Why, Mac? Because this game's in Lane Stadium. And they are really good in Lane Stadium. I've already seen with the Virginia Tech people that we follow and everything that that place is going to be packed out. It's their last home game of the season. And Virginia Tech fans, of course, they always show up. But I also think, and, and VT's coming off a win, NC State, to me, is coming off a win that has rejuvenized them. Going back to Brennan Armstrong, because they had to, because MJ Morris said bye. I don't I mean, I, we'll find, we'll get the all, all the details of that at some point, I hope. But they seem rejuvenized coming off a big win. Yeah. So can NC State go in the lane? I mean, that that's the big question, because the, Virginia Tech has been so good in Lane Stadium. They have. And, uh, you know, one thing you kind of know that, that's relatively true all the time is defense travels. And that NC State defense is going to be chomping at the bit to to get on the field again, to have another massive performance. I mean, they stoned Wake Forest last week. I mean, sure. it, it was just bully ball. Um, but this is quite a different animal. You know, when, when you see what Virginia Tech's been able to do, who they are since Kyron Drones has been the guy. And I, I, they're on a roll. I mean, they just had their largest margin of victory or most points scored, one of the two, on the road in an ACC game in a long time. And – uh you know, so so seeing that, seeing them come back together, you know, after a, a not a sleepy game, but a, a not a great game against Louisville that maybe we thought would be a little more interesting. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a great matchup. Wish we were there. I mean, Lane Stadium is going to be bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, this really is is just going to be a super fun game. So I, I think because of the the offensive struggles from NC State, now they ran the heck out of the ball. I, I don't know if you're going to be yeah. able to do that. Fifty rushing attempts. against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know if that's the the secret to success against these guys, right? And maybe it is. We'll see. And, and they do some creative things, get Brennan going, get a little wildcat. Concepcion had like nine carries last week. Uh, whatever it takes. I mean, it, it's it's not quite the the desperation of Syracuse. Like mm-hmm. let, whatever it takes, we're going to do it. Uh, but but it's kind of close. And you're fighting for a ten win season. You know, NC State with a bowl game. So they're jacked up. They're juiced up. Um, but I do, KG. I, I think that. Lane Stadium's just going to be too much. I think that this offense for Virginia Tech is going to be able to do enough uh, to, to to win the game. And quite frankly, I, I think the matchup between Drones and uh, you know my my guy, forgetting his name, Peyton Wilson. Peyton Wilson. Uh, Peyton Wilson. There the is uh, that's going to be fun to watch because Peyton is is arguably the best defender in the country. I just saw some tweet on social media about all the things that he's done this year, and he, he's like one of one. Uh, with all these different statistical categories. So it's uh, it's going to be a great matchup, a great kind of delivery against those two. This is such a tough one. By the way, it's 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network. I think that does matter because if it was an 8 o'clock game in Lane Stadium, yes. it might be a yeah. little crazier. It's still going to be crazy. Yeah. I truly don't know which way to go with this game, Mac. You mentioned that NC State really emphasized the run game last week, which was great to see because you and I have been talking about that for so long with NC State, and they had 50 rushing attempts, which is – the most in a game in more than two years for the pack. Yeah. And then if you flip it on the other side, NC State's defense has allowed just two touchdowns over the last 10 quarters. So this defense has been exceptional. And you look at who NC State's beat. Wake Forest, eh, Miami, okay. Clemson, of course, a good win, even though Clemson killed themselves in that game. Then they had the – NC State did lose to Duke prior to that. Virginia Tech's feeling good. They're coming off – really beating down a Boston College team that they probably shouldn't have beaten that badly. I was impressed with yeah. that. I, I'm i going to go NC State. I think NC State's playing inspired. 
And some people Go against Lane. Okay. Some people have tweeted me saying, "Keep not picking the pack, Kelly." Which and you're I not haven't. Doing it. I haven't been picking the pack. But they're running the ball, and you know, yeah. the old school football coach comes out of me, and I like sure. to see when a team runs the ball. And yeah. I think Brent Armstrong, Mac, this is it for him. This is it. He may never play football again. So sure. the desperation there, and Peyton Wilson, he'll he'll keep playing. I like that for NC State. I like the desperation. Yeah. No, I, I don't – I'm not mad at you. Um, and it could – if Virginia Tech wins in a walk-off by one point, NC State covers. Yeah, yeah. I, I just have to think – I don't know, because Louisville – I mean, Louisville ran the ball all over Virginia Tech. I mean, they ran for like 230 yeah. yards. But Jawar Jordan doesn't play for NC State. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not there. Yeah. Isaac Garendo does not play for NC State. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that effectively on them. Uh, based on on what we saw. Now, they could still run it 50 times and have, you know, 150 yards, but that's not great, you know, if you're doing that. So we'll see. I, I'm leaning the Hokies. I think that home field advantage is for real. Um, and, and I think Kyron Drones is the best quarterback on the field. I think he'll show that. It's going to be a dogfight, though. I, I'd probably take the under if anybody's interested in that. It's at 43 and a half. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be an ugly defensive slugfest, uh, but somehow the Hokies find a way. That game and the Clemson-UNC game, both really interesting. Just fun to watch yeah. games this weekend. Yeah. Of course, Louisville's also yeah. very interesting. Let's get to our speed round, Mac. Let's just touch on the number four team in the country. Florida State's playing North Alabama, 6.30 p.m. on the CW. Ooh. The CW finally got them. You got FSU. <laughs> you got they got them. a doubleheader. The CW with they a doubleheader this they week. So, Massive. So many Huge. ref cams. I'm, I'm ready for it. I, Maybe we'll see. I'll be interested to see if they have a ref cam in both broadcasts. Oh, that's you're a lot right. of money. That could be hard. We'll see. That could be hard. We'll see. Um, I don't think FSU can do anything this weekend besides something crazy, right? To to force the committee to move them down. But you were talking about how Washington has a big weekend this weekend, Mac, and and Washington's at five. But yeah. I think it's out of FSU's hands at least this weekend with this game. It, it really is. I mean, at, at the end of the day. When you look at big picture, I feel like they the committee obviously has respected Florida State. They've had them up there all year long. I mean, when you, when you look at best wins on paper, Washington has one of the best wins over Oregon, who's right behind them, you know, and, and, and a team that they're able to get a W over. And I just don't I, – I don't think that the – it's not even about rewarding Washington because you've already shown your hand, hand on what you think about them by yeah. being five all these weeks. I don't think that they're going to hurt Florida State for something they they just can't control. Now, if this is like an overtime, you know, game right, winner at right. the buzzer type thing, then sure, absolutely. But if, if Florida State you know wins by twenty five plus points, I, I don't think anything happens there. I, I think that we kind of get the same deal. Now, what I want to see from the Knowles though is a tune up game. Like we we, we mm-hmm. gotta figure it out. We we have to be more you know explosive offensively. Get our weapons back accumulated. Uh, get kind of synced up quarterback, receiver, running back. All these different things. Not a lot of penalties. I want to see a super clean game and just firing on all cylinders. That, that's what you want in a game like this. Get some guys healthy, maybe in the second half, get some second and third string guys in, get the confidence flowing before we make this trip down to Gainesville as a number four, three team in the country, whatever it ends up, uh, and, and really get it going. So that's what I want to see from the Knowles. Uh, again, maybe a massive stat game uh, from Jordan Travis, but I'm only thinking, KG, he's going to have a half. To I was going to say, I would play him the first quarter and sit him. I don't want to risk that, Mac. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't want to risk that, especially with someone of Jordan Travis's age. Get him on the bench. 
We don't need him to be risking injury at this time. Okay. Amazing. When I was thinking about the rest of the top four, I was thinking, oh, maybe Ohio State or Michigan will lose this weekend. Oh, no. The Big Ten is so bad. Never mind. They literally (laughs) never play anybody good except for when they play each other. Golly. (laughs) Ohio State's a 27.5-point favorite over Minnesota. And Michigan is a 19-point favorite at Maryland. So Strong conference. Congrats. God, that conference is so overrated. How is Iowa number 16 (laughs) in the country? Unreal. Um, okay. Maybe if Caitlin Clark played for that football team, maybe so. Three more games in the speed round, Mac. Let's go fast. Wake Forest at number 19, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a 24 and a half point favorite. The Sam Hartman Bowl. Dave Clawson said this week that there's nothing but love between Wake and Sam Hartman. He says that they talk often, but they probably won't talk this week. Does that surprise you, Mac? <laughs> Doesn't surprise me because Sam Hartman's not talking to anybody, apparently. Uh and I've heard whispers, KG. Tell me if you've seen anything that he might not play. I don't know why. Really? I don't know what happened. They played Clemson, then they had a bye, and now they have this. So wow. I don't know no, if he got I banged up in that, that. game. Uh, I've I was heard also whispers wondering why this. Notre Dame's ranked, but that's a whole other situation. That's a great question, too. That's a great question, too. Um, it's Dang. to make Ohio State's uh, record yeah, look yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to rank win there. Um, they get the benefit of the doubt. It, it'll be interesting because, uh, yeah, he's not talking to anybody. That's a big number. Uh, especially if he doesn't play, but, but (laughs) what I just saw from NC state, that's the blueprint. Yeah. Just run the ball. Um, and, and obviously Notre Dame does that extremely well, big offensive line, Joe Alt, you know, going to continue to show off and and be that type of player. Wake Forest. Like I've heard things about the quarterback. It's up in the air. Who's our guy, what we're going to do next year, all these different things. They're just in a, a really bad spot and, and trying to figure stuff out live as we're watching, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially, like I said, on the offensive side of the ball. I think this is a, a you know good opportunity for a guy like Malik Mustafa to put out some great film. I mean, he he is such a fun dude to watch. His, his you know, aggression, it, the way he flies around to the football makes a lot of great plays. But I just think this, this running attack is going to be too much, uh, you know, for them. So we'll see. It's up at Notre Dame. 24 and a half is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll go with the Irish. Yay. Go Irish. You learned from the pitch game. Maybe. At home, maybe. We'll see. I'm yeah. taking Notre Dame. I think they run all over. Are you? I mean, here's yeah. the thing. If Sam doesn't play, it's just going to be a guy handing the ball off. That's kind of what they <laughs> Left, have started right, doing right, right. <laughs> with the wide receiver injuries they've had. So give yeah. me Notre Dame to cover. Wake's got some issues, Mac. Okay. Let's our see. last two here. I'm saving the best for last, the game that you're going to be at. Let's talk about Duke at Virginia, 3 p.m. on CW. Duke's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm. Let me just throw out something crazy, Matt. Uh Virginia has won five straight home games versus Duke. Mm. And I know you know about this this year. Virginia has lost five one-score games. Can they put it together in this one? We'll see. If there's a stat for this out there, two-and-eight, you know, the best two and eight team is Virginia. Yeah. They're right there. They're so close. And, and it has to be frustrating. It has to be annoying. Um, but you are right there. And, and the things that you can do, how can you salvage the season? Go beat a Duke team, you know, at home. Do do what you got to do. Uh, I just don't know if that's going to be the case, especially with the confidence that I think the Kevin Johns, uh, offensive coordinator for Duke, mm-hmm. Coach Elko, and the rest of this team, quite frankly, got from their quarterback in a loss. I understand that. Right. Um, but he he was – Loftus was slinging the ball. I mean, he was making some great throws, clutch moments, scoring go-ahead touchdowns, great reads. Uh, so I hope they kind of open it up a little bit, quite honestly, KG. Let him throw the football. 
Uh, don't don't just throw it when you have to. Uh, push the ball downfield, and again, that backfield that they do have when they do run uh, is just so impressive. I mean, Jordan Waters is so underappreciated. I just feel like because he's not at the head for the the you know yards. Uh, I think he's maybe like tenth or so. I believe he has 12 rushing touchdowns. He, he's second or third in the conference in rushing touchdowns. So that dude knows what to do with the football when he gets it. He does. Look, every logical thing says to take Duke. They still have a chance to finish with eight wins with oh. Virginia and Pitt. What are you doing? But I'm going to take Virginia at home no because way. this is just – this is what happens. To cover. To cover. No. Well, okay. Virginia you don't think plus they can three and a half. You, don't, you, don't think, you think they lose by what? Two? Come on. Uh, you don't think possible. they can get it done? Or a field goal. Or a field goal. But they cover. Give me Virginia. Okay, I'm going Duke. I'm going Duke. We're split a bunch. This is going to be great. Yeah. I love this. I've gone wild these last few weeks. I don't think people have understood. <laughs> okay, last one, Mac. You're going to be there in Atlanta. Syracuse at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, 8 p.m. ACC Network. I'm calling this game the Bowling Bowl because both of these teams need a win to get to six wins. And here's the thing. Georgia Tech, no offense, needs to do it now because they have Georgia next week. Syracuse has Wake Forest next week. Georgia Tech, you need to do it now. And so if you don't lost think to Bowling Georgia Green, Tech, but that's a whole other discussion. You don't, you don't think Georgia Tech can beat uh, Georgia? What's up with that? That's kind of weird. Georgia Tech, you need to do it now. That's all I'm saying. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crazy things have happened, but I, I'm just saying my advice, win it now. Yeah. Win this one. That's yeah. my advice. <laughs> when this, this this would make the most sense. Um, here's the deal. What what did uh, Syracuse do last week? They said, "Hey, <laughs> we've got to win." Yeah, um, they threw it all out. Who, who's our best athlete? Who's our best athlete? Oh, you are okay. Get in the backfield. You're going to run quarterback option. Oh, you want to try? All right, come back here. You can do it too. Whoever wants, I mean, just go line up and, and play backyard football, and it worked. And guess what? It's going to work again this week. Georgia Tech has given up Mm-mm. 224 yards. Per game, by far the worst in the ACC. Like, I'm doing some quick math here. 50 yards. That's the gap. 50-yard gap. Uh, There's less of a gap from, like, 10 to 1. So, it's a pretty wide margin there. Syracuse is going to run the heck out of the football. They're going bowling. I think that they get it done. Now, listen, I'm not also saying this game might be fireworks, double overtime. Who knows what it takes? But I think that Syracuse has kind of the master plan. And Georgia Tech just can't stop anybody. I mean, they just can't. They, they can't get it done. Um, we'll see what happens. But I, I like I like the chances there for the Orange. I'm surprised, Mac. I thought you would go with Tech. I understand the numbers. I understand what Tech has done. But Syracuse, Small at least you, averages, KG. But you now have that on film. You now – I think they took Pitt by surprise. <laughs> okay. And I think Georgia Tech can score. Georgia Tech can score. I'm not saying they can't. Give I me just, Georgia Tech. They can't stop anybody. Give me Georgia Tech to cover you. If my nose was bleeding right now, Georgia Tech could mm-hmm. not stop it. Yeah. <laughs> they have struggled, Mac. But Syracuse's offense is not exactly – well, we don't really know they what They flipped the page. Week, but... They turned the page. Thorder back. Thorder back. Thorder That's back. what they're doing. You we're, as we're, a former ACC, tight end, you love Yeah, it. we're putting number one – we're putting tight ends as the running back of the week. That's what we're doing right now. That's what he's doing. It's happening. Revolutionary. Give me cute. It's revolutionary. <laughs> revolutionary. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, fun times. A lot of flip-flopping. Can you tell? Can you recap for us where you keep yes. track okay. of Okay. We disagree on Syracuse, Georgia Tech. We disagree on Duke, Virginia. We agree on Notre Dame. Florida State, there's no line. We disagree on NC State, Virginia Tech. I'm going with State, which I never do, so it probably won't work. We're both going with Clemson. And then I'm going with Louisville. You're going with Miami. So that's where Four. we are. 
We got four flip floppies. Let's see what happens. And if you need to go back and listen, I don't remember what mark it was, but I go through all the clinching scenarios and it's yeah. really silly. And you can listen to it. <laughs> KG lays it out there for us. I, I didn't know I needed that, but shout I definitely out to Ives. did. Shout out to Ives. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Ives. Big shout out to the Hokies. Let's go win a freaking ACC championship. Let's go. Let's do this, Virginia Tech. Whatever Louisville it takes. Louisville fans hate you for that and you and see right. whatever their chances Well, you know, Louisville take care of business this weekend. I don't feel good. We'll see. Anyway, KG, this is going to be a fun weekend. Might be a sad weekend at noon. I hope not. We'll see. But then it should crank up towards the end here. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Massive week, like KG said earlier. If you missed anything, go back to Wednesday. Listen to Ashton Gelati. Great episode. Then go back to Thursday. Listen to Tyler Brown. Another great episode. Really fun talking to both of them. Big shout out to Rocco. Big shout out uh, to Ross Taylor. Those guys helping us out, getting those scheduled. And we also need y'all's help. Come over to YouTube. Subscribe. Jump in the channel. Leave some comments. We do some fun things over here. You get to see the silly faces I'm making as KG's just connecting all these math dots of who can make the ACC championship game. Uh, And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Great review. Subscribe there. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all. 